Okay, guys, uh, we were kicked off the official Goodman Games channel tonight because they've got better things to show than us. Uh, probably less distasteful things as well, I guess. Uh, I mean man games. Yeah, yeah, there's that. So we're doing a Halloween special game tonight. I intend to run a few more Halloween games over the next few days, but tonight, Paranormal Inc., which is a Powered by the Apocalypse, and more specifically, a Brindlewood Bay hack. So this is a game of investigation and sleuthing, and uh, it is GM-less, which is a little different than the Brindlewood Bay. We use a deck of cards to decide what a GM normally would. So, uh, I'm going to go from the bottom up on my screen here. Chuck, tell us a little bit about your character. I am Lady Gigi, medium at large. I'm flirty and haunted. Wink. Wink. Right. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, who you got? Oh, hi. Uh, I'm Chad McPatsy. I'm the intern. Uh, I'm overly friendly, and I'm accident-prone. Oh, even better. And we are all part of an agency called Paranormal Inc., by the way. So, yeah, that's what he is interning for. Uh, Eddie, who you got? I'm playing Dennis. Dennis Gray. I'm just here uh, because I need a job. I need a a paycheck. But also kind of, I mean, you know, this stuff's pretty... This stuff's pretty, pretty, you know, bunk. I, I, I don't believe any of this stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm a skeptic. I, it's, I mean, I've never seen a ghost. I've never seen any of this stuff. Admittedly, admittedly, I work in the office mostly, but you know, I get out occasionally, and I just, I, I, I don't know. I think this stuff's BS. <laughs> awesome, uh, Dan. Who you got? Uh, I'm uh, Steve, uh, the bookworm, and I'm uh, nervous, but also easygoing. So. Okay, uh, Jake, getting a little noir on us tonight in his shades of gray back there. Ooh, that's because I'm <laughs> a ghost by the name of Perry Ward. Uh, some would call me ineffable. I'm inexplicable. I'm a mystery. And I'm a bit, uh, 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 absent minded, I guess, would be a good way of describing it. <laughs> Handsome. Um, there's something else. Oh, uh, Bert, uh, why don't you tell us who you are? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're also transparent. That's what. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, since this is a GMless game, I am also playing a character. I, I am playing Donovan Drake, the scientist, who always has a disheveled look. However, he's always calm in the most stressful of situations. All right. Uh, we've each uh, kind of taken on a role tonight uh, to take care of certain things. We use decks of cards. Some of the folks here are responsible for specific decks, but Jake is going to be our announcer. So Jake, yes, if you will go ahead and read off presenting the mystery. Well, as for our mystery, we are going to the Brindlewood Bay Whaling Museum and Education Center located in the nearby coastal vacation town of Brindlewood Bay. It's recently acquired the figurehead and other artifacts from the wreckage of the 19th century whaling ship Lodestar. Patrons and staff report strange, possibly supernatural occurrences ever since the Lodestar exhibit went up. Paranormal Inc. could use a vacation, so the team has rented rooms at a local bed and breakfast, Snowdrop House to be specific, 
And as soon as they sort out the paranormal business at the museum, then it's a week of fishing tours and antique shopping. Ah! Okay, uh, and I will take care of the rules mongering. So, the first question. One of us has a great aunt who lives in Brindlewood Bay. She loves a good mystery and is a member of the local Murder Mavens Mystery Book Club. What is her name? So what was the name of one of the mavens we played in the last Brimblewood oh, game I ran? Oh, God. I can't even remember. I can't have been a minute. Yeah. Uh, what was your character, Jake? The uh the cocaine heiress? Uh, yeah. You know, the drug runner <laughs> husband. Oh my. Yeah. I can't remember her name for the life of me. Uh, but that that's gotta be it. That has Kinda got yet. to be oh, yeah. the great aunt. Uh oh, I didn't have names plugged in. Well, I mean she wasn't that great, really, but yeah. <laughs> You do what you can with uh, all that Coke money. <laughs> mm. uh, I can't remember what it was either. So let's just make up a name for her. Um, we'll call her Constance. Nice. <laughs> uh, so that's her name. The goal, we must identify the, identify the supernatural entities haunting, haunting the Whaling Museum and perform a cleansing ritual to get them to move on. So we are beginning the game, checking into Snowdrop House. This is our starting location. And uh, Jake, if you'll continue with Paint the Scene. Uh, Ah, yes, here we go. Well, you haven't been in Brindlewood Bay long, and already you have seen signs that the supernatural may extend beyond the Whaling Museum. What about Snowdrop House gives you the creeps? You settle in at the bed and breakfast, an NPC visits. Draw an NPC card. Okay, so before we get to the card drawing, what about the snowdrop house gives us the creeps in general? Do we just gonna make something up here? Yeah, let's just make something up. I mean, I would throw out that maybe it's just got like it's it's all like very pretty and very uh like catalog book looking, but there's like an underlying stench that you can't quite yeah. place, but it just is bad. Just Everything unrecognizable covered. bad stench. It's all covered in like hand crocheted lace everything. But it's yeah, smells. we can each have one. That's yeah, there you go. <laughs> even the doilies have doilies. Nice. Yeah, even the doilies have doilies. Nice. Yeah, anyone doilies else? Please. Uh, it has a very large and disturbing antique doll collection. Ooh, okay, yeah. That stare at you with the soulless uh-huh. eyes. Why uh-huh. did the eyes always move? Uh-huh. <laughs> antique doll whalers of the Whaler Museum. Mm-hmm. So anyone else want to throw a little bit of scenery in? Place has a weird cat that follows his acoustics. Wait, there's a weird cat that follows us around? Yeah. All right. What's weird about the cat? I don't know. Like, it, like if we're in front of the house, it's sitting on the eve of the house, perched over it, watching us. If we move to the backyard, it crawls up into the tree, perches there, watches us. If you go inside the house, it gets itself in the windowsill, perches there, watches us. <laughs> I don't know, man. Awesome. That works. Yes, we have a creepy cat that watches everything we do. Okay, so who's in charge of the NPC deck? That's me. 
All right, go ahead and make a draw from that deck. Tell us what the results are, and then you read the next sentence under the NPC knows something there. Okay, draw from NPC cards. Did it draw for us? Okay, three of spades. One, two, three. Okay, so our NPC prompt will be Cornelius Absalom, a philanthropist. Warm smile, well-dressed, always a little distracted. Cornelius is a former finance lawyer and a part of Pinderwood Bay's old money scene. He supports the museum, though he's never been particularly fond of how George runs it. A quote for him would be, as if George's mismanagement wasn't already doing a number on this place. Now we have ghosts to worry about. Well, the NPC knows why you are in town and shares a little-known fact. A museum staff member went missing around the time the Lodestar exhibit went up. Sheriff Wyman Dalrymple, hoping to quell rumors that might dissuade people from vacationing in Brindlewood Bay, has been keeping the disappearance out of the papers. Okay. So we begin play by heading to the Brindle Bay Whaling Museum. We draw a location prompt. So whoever is in charge of the location cards, go ahead and draw us a card and tell us what it does. And this is the end of presenting the mystery. So we can close that down. All right. Location card. Six of hearts. Location, the whale room. In the center of the room, suspended on the ceiling from wires, is the skeleton of a sperm whale. How do we feel when standing below this titanic creature's remains? Uncomfortable. Small, very small. How well is that thing held up there? Which part of the room could I jump to if it falls? I think Dennis would just be reciting random facts about it being the largest uh, terrestrial mammal. It's not the way I want to die. I mean, like, imagine that, you know, in the papers, crushed to death by a bony sperm whale. <laughs> sperm. It's a very handsome whale, but very angrily dead. Of all the skeletons I've seen, that is a one... <laughs> yeah okay buddy yeah okay so from here uh we basically start the investigation uh by using any of our investigation moves when we uh, move to a new location or scene we'll draw a card when an npc kind of comes up in dialogue we'll draw a card from that um and when anything prompts us to find a clue we will pull from the clue deck All Right. so uh, we are in the, let's see what phase is. We just finished the introduction phase. We're into the investigation phase. So once you've completed the introductory phase, play moves to the investigation phase. This is the bulk of the game. Players will continue to explore and discover the mystery, moving from scene to scene, drawing cards, and resolving moves with dice rolls. 
The investigation phase goal is to discover enough clues to solve the mystery as outlined in the introduction phase. Once the players have discovered enough clues, you move on to the resolution phase. So this is where we just kind of uh, act out what we're looking at. Um, we have a couple of things that were already set up. So what did the, uh, what did the sheriff tell us again? Uh, that Cornelius went missing soon after the Lone Star went up. Okay, and Cornelius was a banker? Uh, financier. Financier, okay, okay. Okay, and it's been kept out of the papers as well. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, um... Oh, no, I'm sorry. A museum staff member went missing. Uh-huh. Staff member went missing. Oh, that's right. Cornelius is the one who dropped the, the hint. He that's was also right. at the that's hotel. Right. So that's our first NPC. So he's over at the uh, bed and breakfast as well. Well, hmm. so the I'll get this kicked off with the uh, the scientist um, is going to uh, start sniffing around to see if there is any uh, manifestations of heat or cold areas around the museum because everybody knows that uh, ghosts have a a temperature constraint to the areas that they're in. So I've uh, got with me a certain gear to monitor these things, and uh, I will uh, go about uh, trying to find out if these things exist here. So uh, that move. I'll go with you just in case you find any ghosts. Okay. Uh, And I'm going to make this move, of course, with science, because, uh, yes, I don't have a specific tool for that. My tool that I chose as a mad scientist is a sonic screwdriver so that I can get in and out of locked and stuck areas. So I rolled an eight. There's a complication either with the clue itself or something you encounter while searching. A player on your right or a random player, if you're playing online, will describe the complication. I'm going to go down. So, Jake, what is the complication? Oh, right. Uh, your gear detects ghosts, and I probably shouldn't be saying that. Sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's an incredible cold spot right... Oh, no, it's you. Unless you follow along when we do these things, you make it very difficult to get empirical results, and somebody's keyboard is really loud. <laughs> Well, I'm not a scientist. I, what was I? <laughs> what were you? I'll go over here. I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. know what you were? You, you might were have been a scientist. <laughs> That's all that matters. I suppose I could possess a scientist if I really needed to. But I don't know. Sure you could, buddy. Okay. So it was a partial success. Um, so that does count as a clue. So... Uh, there are there are spots of cold and heat that are unaccounted by the air conditioning system. As I'm wandering around, checking out my my meters, uh, I'm finding spots here and there of uh, something, not necessarily representative of a ghost, but uh, yes, yes, the air conditioning system alone can't account for these spots. All right, All right. Uh, so we, we we have one success. Hi, or one clue. I can assist. I will use my paranormal senses to see what the fuck is going on. <laughs> and I'll do the, you know, Charles paranormal. Xavier. As I 
I try to intuit in discovery mode or with a discovery move of what spooky shit's happening in this room. Okay. Do you have anything special for being a medium that plays into that? I could. I could do the I sense a presence, and that lets me draw a paranormal card. Okay. However you wish. I will do the I sense a presence, because you know what? (laughs) Oh! It's a miss, so nothing special. Okay. Sorry. Uh, But uh, you said you you want to draw a paranormal card, though, right? Uh, Well, no. That was the I sense a presence. Oh, uh, you announce it that you sense a presence and I draw a paranormal card. Okay. Oh, and draw a paranormal card. Okay. Okay. I get to draw a paranormal card. Look at this. I'm helping. Ten of (laughs) diamonds. Now I got to read. What is this shit? Okay. Uh, Okay. Uh, The... All of a sudden, the lights go out and are replaced by floating candlelight. Oh! Look! Reflections. They're just reflections. Spooky. Neat. Would you call those free-floating candelabras or are those menorahs? I I think... (laughs) It would be candelabra, but first we'll have to see what's behind the candelabra. Oh. Okay. Is there any other choices for you to make with that card? No, that's it. Well, there was three choices, and I picked one. Okay, you chose that one, right? Uh, So you failed the roll, so we don't we don't get a clue bonus from that. Okay, so uh, we've gone off to do these things. What else is other people doing here? You know, um, this was a staff member that went to step hearing. You know, he probably was a yeah. busybody running around doing lots of stuff. Like, maybe I'll just find whoever they worked with and I'll try and figure out what they did and I'll try and recreate their day. And, like, maybe I'll stumble, you know, somewhere that they stumbled or something. I don't know. And uh, remarkably, you also are in control of the NPC deck. So let's find out who you find in the museum. Oh, okay. Wow, we've got a bot in the channel. Amazing. You know you made it when you get a bot. Incredible. But think of all the viewers. I know. High quality viewers. So, you know, just, you know, Chad's just in a good mood looking for somebody to try and catch up with. And he finds Percy Underwood, the docent. You know, he's young and good looking, always seen in a nautical themed costume, different from the one he just wore. Uh, is comically uninformed about whaling. Percy has lots of jobs around town and seems to know something about everyone. His quote is, whales? Yeah, whales. Really big, you know. I'm sure it was hard to catch him. You probably need a monstrous net, huh? <laughs> and Chad instantly loves him. He's like, yeah, dude, you would need a big net. You're totally right. All right, so this is the uh, this is the person you find. Uh, now you can, you can question him if you like, or so however like, you want to do that. There was like a person that like worked here. Oh my god, I forgot their name already. But like they did stuff. What kind of stuff would somebody who worked at the museum do, dude? Because like I want to. Like, do you see the whale that was up front, dude? You like whales? I like whales. What would somebody who works at a museum that have whales do during the day? Because I want to do that. Oh, we need <laughs> a better intern. 
All right. So uh, discovery mode and then uh, use uh, probably one of your social, uh, either your intuition, I would say, or your wits, perhaps. Okay. Your choice. So discovery mode, just click it, basically. Yep. And it should ask you which stat. I'm going to go with. Unless you've got a particular um, one for your playbook that would be better. Not really. Basically, my playbook will give me something after the roll, but my wits and intuition are equal. So I'm just say intuition. Wow. Nothing wow, special. Wow, wow. That went as bad as it could, and I could add a plus one to that, but uh, that wouldn't help me. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing in particular. Uh, so, does anyone want to play Chaz during this scene? If not, I'll take Chaz. <laughs> That's his name, right? Chaz? It was uh, Percy. Percy. It's okay. Percy. Like he's got a positive energy. Like I'm Chad. He's Percy. But like we're both like really positive and into what we're doing. And yeah, like, man. Like totally. Have... I mean, I get what you're trying to, you know, you do here and and all. But uh, I gotta say, usually uh, when I'm here at work, I don't pay a lot of attention and I take a lot of smoke breaks and I I, I smoke a lot of weed. So my memory is not so great about most things. Wait, what did you ask? Oh. That's There's cool, man. A I'm a ketamine guy myself, but I dig it. Oh, hey, don't forget to stop by the gift shop on your way out. I mean, I've got some hand-carved, like, beadwork in there. It's uh, It says it's made from, like, actual whalebone and all, but it's not really. No way. Okay, you got to show me that. Oh, yeah. Gift shops. That, wait. That way. No. That way. Yeah. Definitely this way. Cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> what a nice guy. Then turns around and trips on something. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> something <laughs> smells like patchouli and failure. <laughs> I I do need to clarify. You said you were a ketamine guy. Is that what I heard? Uh, I mean, you know what? What? Hey. <laughs> hmm. What? No, go ahead. Hmm? I thought you were talking to Percy. I was talking to Chad. I mean, you know, hey, like not on the job, right? I'm sharp on the job. You know, sometimes after a long day, uh, you know, when you've been left to die, you just yeah, got to take the edge off. Gotta get in that K-hole. Yeah, man. I'm all about the K-hole. I don't know what that means, though. But like, okay. Donovan will, will butt in. Uh Actually, microdosing is very useful for the intellect. You know, you just take just enough, just enough, but not too much. Microdosing, that's where it's at. Yeah, man, that's the balance. That's to that, I say macrodose all the way. Uh, Wait. (laughs) All of it at once, every time. Actually, that, uh, hmm, now that I think of it, I, that's, that is how, uh, yeah, I tried to increase my intellect by macrodosing. That, uh, really kind of worked out for me in a bad way. And uh, you are the smartest ghost I know. Dude, you're the only ghost I know. You're awesome. I am a ghost. And awesome. I'm going to work that as a personal haunting, a memory of my death, and I'm going to reduce my wits by one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was thinking I might just look around and see if there's like a, a log book or something like that that might uh, 
tell us about anything that maybe happened around the time he disappeared, like people who showed up or maybe somebody had a bad experience or something. Like a guest book, maybe. Um, All right. Uh, That's also a discovery move. Uh, Your choice, what makes sense with the ability, and if you've got anything that helps from your playbook. All right. Let's see what we got here. I think we'll do intuition on that. Or, you know, not. <laughs> Nothing special. Uh, okay. We, we are not uh, not good investigators, it seems. Hey, you know what? Okay, we, uh, I came here for vacation, so we're starting slow, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Too focused on uh, so, the afterwards. So, uh, why did you fail? Oh, probably just not enough people write anything in it. <laughs> I imagine that the logbook just says like some random person had a nice time. Dolls were yeah. creepy. <laughs> Cat okay. Okay. creepy also. Things we already know. Hmm. Okay. Uh, has everybody gotten a chance to do something inside uh, the museum? Uh, I suppose I'll uh, attempt a ghostly visage. I will change my appearance in an attempt to lure out the ghost. <laughs> I, not knowing what the ghost looks like, I'm just going to take the form of basic, your basic uh, sheet-wearing ghost, sort of flail my arms around and say, Look at me! I'm the ghost of the Brindlewood Bay Whaling Museum, and I'm a big fat duty head, and I'm a total coward and refuse to come out whatsoever. <laughs> This sounds like it might be a risky move. Oh, okay. uh, risky <laughs> move is a is a catch all move for all actions that don't otherwise fit another move category. All right, that works for me. How do okay. I roll that? Uh, so, if you did you move all the general moves over onto your sheet? If so, okay, you can just click on the little money bag that's next to it, and it will ask which stat. I'm not seeing which stat. You uh, uh, you hover over the sack and then you tap the sack and after you tap your sack then you choose the stack. <laughs> well, see the thing is, there's two uh, square dice in your sack and uh-huh. got tapped. <laughs> yep, just a grace. It seems it seems my sack is untappable. I don't know what the deal is. That oh, does sound like uh, a medical problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you got to tap a little harder. <laughs> Not well, you can just uh, you can just roll two d six and add in add in the uh, ability you want that you think would be more useful here. You don't always have to tap them hard. In fact, sometimes that's not nice to do at all. Maybe GG, you're so cool. I am fantastic. You really are. Wink. Did. Are, are Jake, you so you just roll two d six off the dice roller at the bottom and add in uh, whatever. Cool, you two are college are. I don't know which. Uh, <laughs> God, I I don't know which um thing to roll off. Oh, of which, my which stat? Okay, so when you don't know or you're unsure, uh, you ask for the other players to chime in. Um, it sounds to me like since you're trying to lure something out, that wits would make the most sense. I agree with or, that. Or intuition to, to kind of guess at what kind of spooks might be here and you're mm. trying to best emulate them. Like what would get under their skin. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, conditions applied forward minus one. Yes. <laughs> but it's partial success. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's see here. Risky move. Partial success. The player to your left or any random player, if you're playing online, will tell you how your actions would leave you vulnerable. And you can choose to back down or go through with the move. If you go through with it, that player describes what it looks like. Uh, okay. So we, we'll, whenever it asks for the player to your left, let's just go down on the screen. So Dan would be the one. I mean, unfortunately, you kind of lined this out already. Like you're half-assing a ghost appearance. Like you're really cheap knockoff ghost appearance and you're taunting it. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it obviously pisses it off. <laughs> This is also a good time to put in what a personal haunting is. So each of the playbooks mm. has a list of personal hauntings. Whenever you make a roll and you're not satisfied with it, you go ahead and you act out the roll like we did. But then you can choose to, to, uh, to click off one of your personal hauntings, which will move it to the next category up of success. So we would go from a partial to a full success. Uh, but then you have to do what it says under that personal haunting that you chose. So up to you if you want to take advantage of that, uh, Jake. But otherwise, no. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna go through with the move. Yeah. And if I go through with it, the random player Dan will describe what the ghost looks like, or what the uh, consequences of my action looks like. Oh boy. Well, obviously, uh, you know. No. You're doing your half-assed ghost thing, but like an actual more intimidating ghost <laughs> comes out instead. Okay. So that is a success, even though it's a partial one. So uh, Jake, narrate the success. What What is the success part of that looks like? And that does give us a clue as well. So we've got two clues now. Um, well, the spots of the candelabra um, or, no, the, the candles begin to flying out of their candelabras to come hurl themselves at me. But uh, I, being a ghost, am kind of immune to candles. Uh, Still, though, a definite uh, presence is here, and now it's very agitated. Okay, so we uh, we have confirmation, oh, skeptic in our group, that there's indeed spiritual haunting in this place. It's not just the cold and warm spots. It's not just the floating candelabra. Look! Look, man! There's a ghost there! Not even ours. Does he smell like weed? They usually smell pretty funny. I mean, sometimes, I guess. I mean, we did have like a certain dank factor back at the house, so like yeah, it was dank. Like dank rank scale of one to ten, nine, pretty dank. Mm. Probably just wets his face. Pretty high on the dank scale. Sheet or something. Um, Dennis, have you tried to do something in this scene? Um. So. Seeing one person dress up in a in a sheet of some sort, <laughs> and then something else, you know, 
some sort of presence or something being here. I'm just going to look for something kind of like long and rigid to uh, pick up and uh, start kind of swinging it through the air back and forth in sweeping motions, trying to catch like any strings or anything else I think might be holding this sheet up or something else or, you know, just any anything that I think might be placed there and just out of view for awesome. messing with us. That sounds like a risky move. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. There we go. Ooh, actually, right, since we now have a ghost that's that's in the narrative, somebody can make a ghostly encounter move, which might be what you're doing instead, Eddie. May have misspoken there. Uh, look at the description for ghostly encounter move and see if that's maybe not what you want instead. See what ghostly vision. Um, so it's a list of things, and you get to choose. Yeah, one I mean, I, my personal hauntings, I've got not all the personal hauntings necessarily, right? Well, I mean, yeah, you get to you get to choose one regardless, and then if if it fits into one of your personal hauntings, you can choose two. You can potentially get a clue out of it. Potentially, yeah. Or you can take the risky move if that makes more sense to you. Yeah, so we have an actual like apparition now, right? Yes, there is an actual okay. apparition. So one of my personal hauntings is called Suspicious, uh, where I narrate a time where uh, I was suspicious of another. Oh, no, sorry. Delusional. Delusional is the one I was reading. Um, doesn't matter what happens. I refuse to believe that paranormal things are real, despite evidence to the contrary. And I gain a condition head in the sand. So I'm seeing this thing, but I just saw okay. one of my coworkers dress up in a sheet. So I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah. convinced that this thing is not real. That it, so I'm just like swinging a thing, you know, above its head and around it and stuff like where are the strings, man, this is all bullshit and stuff. What is I'm like poking the thing with the stick and like, come on, how's this being held up here? I, what is this like? A, is it a drone in there or something? Yeah, that sounds more like a risky move to me then. Okay. I mean, up to you, up to you, but it sounds more like a risky move because you're, you don't have, you haven't clicked off any of your personal hauntings yet. Um, True. So, so healing one doesn't really do you much good. Yeah, so I'm just kind of nervously poking around and like, this thing can't be real. So, yeah, I think that's a risky move. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So I will roll. What do I think that would be? I'm going to go with wits. Okay. And let's see here. So you're kind of waving it around where you think the strings might be attached. Yes. Yeah. I'm just kind of waving this thing. I don't know if I picked up just like a like a little uh, plaque stand or something like that that was in front of an exhibit and just kind of waving it around. Okay, so uh, partial, partial success. success. So Jeremy, um, how would his action leave him vulnerable? And then he gets to choose if he's going to back down or have it go through. Uh, 
you know, so he's swinging around like crazy, uh, swinging and, and just like I think maybe like there could be like a big creepy mirror in here, and like I don't know why, but like as he does it, like he does the thing where like he swings, turns around, and like he gets positioned in just the right way to where the ghost is kind of in the mirror with him, kind of allowing it like a little more leeway to interact with him than normal. Like, because mirrors are weird, man, right? And it's like right behind him. He turned his back to it because he's just swinging around blindly. He doesn't see it there. And it's just getting closer and closer to him. Okay. So you have to decide if you're going to accept that uh, fallout from this. And then if you do, though, you can narrate your partial success. We get a clue. Or you can back off. And no clue. But the bad thing doesn't happen either. Okay. Um, I think that being that I really desperately want to believe that this stuff isn't real, I would, I would continue forward. Um, <laughs> okay. So I'm going to swing around and I'm, I'm continuing to swing. And when I turn and I catch my reflection in this mirror, I see something behind me. And for a split second, it scares the bejesus out of me. And I smash the mirror. I hit it with my yes. stick in it yes. while I'm flailing. And like I don't even notice what what's behind the mirror that would have been like between the mirror and the backing. I don't I don't even notice that there's something on the backing, but I I smash the mirror, all the glass falls off of it, and I'm too busy turning around to swing at the thing behind me, yelling at Perry, thinking it was him. But there's okay. nothing there when I turn around, so I'm just confused as heck. Okay. Nice. So, but what clue do you unearth with your success? Um. Probably like uh, I'm thinking there might have been a note. I'm thinking there might have been a mm. note of some kind between the mirror and the backing. Nice, something very old. Okay, uh, since you're describing uh, your character as not having um, seen it, does somebody else want to pick up the note and tell us what's on it? I can do it. Okay, uh, so actually, uh, you know what? What we should do here, what we didn't do prior, but we should have done this. Who's got the clue deck? We should draw from the clue deck is what we should do. Ah, uh, yes. Mm. Clues. That is not me. And if it's Dan... Oh, I've been talking it. on you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what does a four of clubs give us a four of clues? Let us see... A four, a book about the hidden history of Brendlewood Bay, written in an unrecognizable language. All right, oh, I guess I got to pick one of these three things. Sorry. Yeah. I actually like that one though. I feel like that's uh, <laughs> in line with my character, so I'm picking it. So, maybe so there's a like book a hidden in the broken book or something. Yeah. yeah. Like it was maybe behind the mirror or something. And, yeah. and in breaking it, we see that the book is hidden behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we have a book, The History of Brindlewood Bay in an Unrecognizable Language. All right. Well, uh, we, uh, we seem to have uh, brought out perhaps the worst in the museum here. Uh, I, for one, feel that uh, uh, perhaps we might delve deeper into the missing person. Maybe go to his place of employment and find out what he was doing. 
Oh, I like that. In the museum when he went inter- when he went missing. Yes, yes. Where does he work? I, I, I'm looking at one of the floating candelabras, and I'm just pulling out like my tape measure and just measuring the the size of the candles. Dude, no, like <laughs> this this sperm whale thing is like the main exhibit. He's the guy that works here. Clearly, he was setting that up. He might have been up there in that rigging and stuff. I should climb up there and see if there's anything up there. Oh, I like that idea. <laughs> right? I do. Definitely that's, a risky move. That's logic, yeah, yeah. dude. Send the intern. We don't pay him insurance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, so something I noticed on the risky move, though, is before you make the roll, uh, mm-hmm. you have to tell us what you fear might happen. And that's what happens on the miss result is whatever you fear ah. might happen. I mean, like, I already said I'm kind of scared of that thing falling down and I look for which way yeah. I would need to dodge to if it did. But, like, hey, man, if that's what the group needs, it's what I'm going to do, okay? I'm climbing up there. This is fine. Don't worry. If you fall, I'll catch you. Thanks, man. You will. <laughs> you I won't. Sorry. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still trying. A vigor, maybe? That makes sense, yeah. Doing a physical right. thing. Uh, okay, so Chuck, it's partial. partial. You know what I'd like to do? I would like to use one of my hauntings to get okay. that up to a full-on success. All right. All right, man. I got to do this because I'm going to choose my uh, my sacrificed personal haunting. Because okay, I got to make sure not to screw I remember the last time that we were investigating... That like creepy haunted uh, apartment, and like there was some sort of like killer on the loose, and like I fell through the flooring, and you guys kind of just left me there while like the dude was walking around with the chains, and like you just you you left and didn't come back to the next day, and had to run away all night all by myself, and you just left me to die. But it's cool, it's cool, everything's cool, it's fine. So, do you have to do anything mechanically when you choose that one? Actually, I describe a time that you guys left me to die, and I increased my wits by plus one. Oh, we knew you had it. Go, probably scared into your wits. Yeah, like I'm really watching out for stuff because, like, it's okay. Like you guys did what you needed to do, and you know I do what I need to do. But yeah, I'll take that partial success up a step. Okay, so describe what it looks like when you climb up there. But then uh, we need to we need to draw a clue to find out what the actual clue is that you find. And then so you can like, tie it in if you want to. Okay. Well, the first thing I notice, and you know, then we'll draw the actual clue card, or, or Dan uh, will get the clue card. But like, this is like a big, big skeleton, right? And like, like person skeleton versus like whale skeleton is like teeny tiny. And once you know, there's a freaking person skeleton kind of tucked in amidst some <laughs> of the whale skeleton. Hey guys, look! I found a skull in the spine. Whales don't have skulls in their spine. Usually not. Science! Or is it some sort of bizarre experiment? All right, Dan, tell us what the clue is. All right. We got the ace of base. Oh, my God, the ace? Let's see. Um... Let's just do stacks of unpaid bills. <laughs> I was an employee at the, the whale museum. 
Hey, well, this guy's got a lot of bills also shoved into other parts of the spine. I don't think whales normally have bills in their spine, right? No, they don't. No. But science. Yeah, so uh, go ahead and elaborate on it, Jeremy, if you wish. What kind of bills are they? And like whose names on them or, you know? Um I think they're like like medical bills, like overwhelmingly high medical bills, like the sort of stuff that would just crush you and leave you in debt forever. Um, But it's not his. Like it's some other person um, with like, let's say the same last name, but I don't know who. Maybe like, maybe it's like his mom, yo, because it's like, uh, yeah, Clarice. Hello, Clarice. Yeah. Ah, all right. So I, I just noticed another thing: the location prompts. So this this mystery all happens within the museum. So the location prompts are us moving from room to room. Okay. Okay. So he's gone missing. Mm-hmm. A skeleton, probably not his. He hasn't been long, gone long enough to be skeletonized. Hi, Ooh, unless it's been boiled and like expertly cleaned. Like, this that is a clean skeleton, yo. Like, I thought it was fake at first. Uh, could be a prank. Probably is. Is, well, I like the idea of it being boiled. Is it soft? Yeah, like a little bit. I accidentally, like, I was trying to get a grip up here, and that's how I found it. Like, I was, I almost fell. I was so scared of falling. So I just grabbed on at the spine, and, like, my thumb went through a soft spot in the skull. It's actually kind of lodged onto my hand right now. I'm a little freaked out, but I'm going to hold it together because you guys need me. It has a soft spot. Are you sure it's not a baby or an orphan or something? I mean, I don't know if it was an orphan or not, but it's a pretty big skull. Did you know grown-ups can be orphans, too? Like, they grow up orphans? Like, Batman's an orphan. Does Batman have a soft skull? He does. He probably oh, No, 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 no. It's empirically, it's empirically noted in all the scientific literatures that orphans never make it to adulthood. That it's everything I've <laughs> ever I can definitely of. think of at least one person with a soft skull right now. Percy. Is it near the blowhole? Was it just a sailor trying to get his jollies off? Maybe got stuck? Look, I'm no scientist, but it was on the spine. Like, I totally said the spine, and the blowhole would totally be close to the spine. Oh, my God, you're so smart. Science! Well, bring the bills and some of the skeleton down with you. Cool. The skull's already stuck on my hand. I'll bring the bills down in the other hand. We got this. You can just, like, throw them at us like we won the lottery or something. Are, Are you sure, man? No. No, okay. no, no, no. Don't, don't, don't do that, actually. Careful. As, as an armbow gets thrown at you. <laughs> now, why would you boil bones without grinding them up first? That's what I want to know. Well, if mean, you have to make jello, you grind up the bones first. They were Perhaps someone in this jello. museum is in charge of uh, doing such things. We have exhibitions of, of bones, right? And someone must be in charge of cleaning the bones and wiring them together. Perhaps he's our. Perhaps he's our culprit. Yes. If yeah. that place, oh, yes, if that place does exist here, we should go there. Yeah. 
Let's try to find it. To the bone cave. Sweet. <laughs> All right. So who's got the location de- uh, deck? Let's find out I the next do. room we find. All right. Let's 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 pull the location deck and find out where we're going to find our boner. Oh, by the way, we could have done a theorized move there when we were all kind of discussing it, but I feel like it's a little early. Mm, um, yeah, I agree. You can fail at your theorizing and then continue on, but I think we, we might be a little early. All right, let's draw a location card. <laughs> Ten of hearts. Ten of hearts. Ten of hearts. That be as well. Ten of hearts. The Maiden Voyage Children's Activity Area. This part of the museum is outdoors. It features a reduced-scale replica of a whaling ship, dubbed the Maiden Voyage, that kids can crawl around and explore. You would have loved this as a kid. What's so freaking cool about the Maiden Voyage? So you answer that, since you're in in, uh, possession of that deck. We can all answer, but you start. Uh, It has a working crow's nest. But it's small, Ooh. made for children, so adults would have a hard time fitting in it. But, I mean, I can totally think of at least one person right now who really wants to crawl up into that crow's nest. Already all up in it. <laughs> I want to say it's got one of those carny things where you have to walk up the rope bridge, but you never can because it always flips around midway. <laughs> Jacob's oh, <God>. ladder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's got those going up to the, the crow's nest, but you can never get up them because they keep dumping. I was going to say the same thing, like all the ropes and rigging so you can climb around on it, but not very well. They're just, yeah, yeah, they're just on spinners. <laughs> it's like, yeah, eh, we'll let them fall from a height of a couple feet really fast instead of falling from a height of 20 feet and die. Exactly. Dude, that sounds like sort of place I would hide a clue. It's got those like mechanical rides that you put a coin in and they just kind of go, but instead of a horse, mm-hmm. it's like a dolphin. Oh, is there any more instruction to go with that? Daddy. No, that was it. It was just nope. described what's okay. so cool yeah. about it. So it makes sense. We have to go outside to get to the area and clean the bones. I mean, you wouldn't do that inside, would you? I mean, the smells, the smells. Or like dang. maybe there's a separate building or a second. Part? Yeah, totally. Or they could have a ventilation system. This is yeah. true. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Does anybody yeah. want to do something in here at the park? Uh, yeah, but I'll let somebody else go first. <laughs> uh, I sense the presence of perhaps an orphan ghost. <laughs> Uh, and I will do my. I sense a presence. So yeah. Do you want to borrow my orphan skull? Will you do that? Uh, no, I'm okay. I mean, it's I still my, stuck on my thumb, but like you could hold my hand while you do it if you want. Oh, okay. Actually, uh, when you pick up items that might have a use later on, uh, you can roll with advantage, but then you cross it off after you've used it. So if you want to consider that something useful, you can do that. I say. We sit on that for now. I'll cool. still hold your hand, though. Wink. All right. <laughs> you got it. Wink. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I roll it. Wait, I oh! And I discover a clue. Nice. Yeah, so, Clue Man, tell us the clue and then weave it into your, your description, Chuck. Okay. And then we also get to draw a paranormal card. 
nine. Mm. Let's do this for some reason, because why wouldn't it be out here? <laughs> Evidence that an American history professor from Boston who went missing two years ago was last seen at the Whaling Museum. I am drawn by this presence towards the previously unmentioned ball pits. <laughs> and and who was it who went missing? Crewman. Uh, an American history professor from Boston. Ah, uh, yes. I smell baked beans. I assume he went the way of the the TwitchCon attender in the ball pit. Yes. Ah, and here in the ball pit, I find a tweed jacket with his university name badge on the breast. Uh, And then paranormal. Uh... Oh, <laughs> uh, as Chad uh, is probably going on about wanting to get up to the crow's nest, I look back and just water, seawater is just spraying out of his mouth with great force, but Chad does not seem to notice. <laughs> So, very spooky, but only I see it. <laughs> Chad! Yeah? You are possessed by a dolphin's blowhole, I believe. Whoa. Is that a, That's cool, a okay. Euphemism? I mean, no, you I, know, hey, I didn't know that I identified as dolphin, but it's not wrong to identify as dolphin. That's like I think you just got to be aware of those whalers and their long poles. You know, okay, yeah, gotcha. It's what we call a fun Saturday night. Anyway, I found this jacket from this dude who totally went missing years ago, hidden in the ball pits. Dude, missing people? Probably got kicked to death by kids. Well, now we're at two missing people's. But well, we don't know that. It could be two, or could be one. Like maybe they scattered the stuff around, right? Is the person we're missing isn't the dude from the the researcher correct? Oh, that's right. It was Some, someone else. Yeah. Yes. So signs of two people. True. Maybe even three. Like, what if, like, the staff person and the skeleton and this are, like, all different people? I have an idea. Science man. Science man. Do the bones recovered in this jacket come from the same sized person? Chad's already in the process of, like, trying to lay the bones out inside the jacket. For you. Oh, let me uh, get my ruler here. Let me take some measurements. 
Uh, sure, I will try to do discovery with science. I miss. Ah, inconclusive. It seems that when they clean the skull, it shrunk. So I'm not able to establish a baseline here. That's too bad. I swear, anyway. some of these bones come from more than one corpse. I mean, these are the two arm bones, but this one's a half inch short. It's all very confusing. Very confusing. Anyway, Steve, yeah. please put on this jacket. It's cold. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, let's make this fun, though. So, like, uh, I'm going to go from a miss to uh, a, a with complication by choosing, uh, let's see, obsessed with science, I believe is going to be a good one. So, obsessed by science. Uh, narrative flashback that shows you first becoming interested in scientifically providing or disproving a ghost's existence. Oh, no, that's going to go uh, completely back to uh, Perry Ward. Um, when we first met, I'm in the, the break room here of our, our establishment. I'm going to a vending machine. I'm, I'm reading on uh, the debunkers manual, a very good manual. I'm going to make sure that you get all the right, correct scientific facts. And uh, Perry here, um, he 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 was entombed in a chocolate bar, you see. And when I remove the foil, uh, Perry appears, and he was the first ghost I have physically met. I hope it was a Snickers bar, because apparently that's for. And all my words to him were, "Can I still eat this Kit Kat?" <laughs> uh, give me a. And bread. I said, "Well, I'm not going to have it." So, uh, you know. All right. So that makes that a success, but. Uh, Jake, you have to narrate what the fallout is. Like, how does this put me in a precarious situation uh, by trying to measure these bones and uh, see if they all connect? Hmm. Well, measuring bones isn't very dangerous. Uh, well, it's while you're measuring one of the arms that one of them reaches out to grab at you. Ah! Ah. Oh, okay. Um, so yes. I'm measuring the arm bone, and I'm noticing that they're an inch shorter. Uh, it grabs my wrist, uh, tearing into the flesh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually take a condition from this. I think. I think I'm gonna have, I'm going to have a grasping skeleton bone connected to my left arm that I simply cannot remove without the proper tools, and it's, it's very painful. It's, it's, it's painful. Yes, yes. And these are definitely two. These are definitely two bodies. Two bodies. But uh, we should pull a clue as well. All right. Clue card. Two. What is two going to be? Hmm. I guess, just to continue piling in on this, a pile of bones in an unusual place. <laughs> unusual place. Okay. What? Um, we found more bones? Wow. We did. So when, yes. when, I, when I say, no, this is obviously, obviously two different skeletons, and I stand up, and the, the, the bony hand grips my, my wrist, and I go flailing around, and uh, I hit a coat rack, 
which hits a display case, which falls and hits another display case, which cracks the wall. And in that wall, the cavity in that wall, there's so many skeletons, so many bones. Entirely too many. <laughs> Jesus. Great Scott, we found an ostuary. <laughs> there's been a lot more than Wayland going on here. <laughs> No, oh, and they're, and, and they're all the perfectly clean bones. So, like, they've been brushed mm. clean and steamed, and they these look perfect. Now, the professor's tweed jacket. Mm-hmm. What if, now follow me on this, what if professors traditionally wore black leather jackets and sunglasses? That's not a professor. Dudes, are all these skeletons kind of small? Are they normal size? Like, are these are all infants? Oh my god, medical bills. What if somebody's been doing like some creepy make a wish thing and fucking bringing them all here to see the whale and then they boil the orphans? Oh my god, we have a serial cancer kid killer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, somebody stop feeding the intern ketamine, please. No, this is too fun. Perhaps give him more. Do you want to call that a theorized move? So right now we're at, uh, we've got five clues. It has a complexity of five. So we would be straight up rolling 2d6 trying to get uh, a full success. So odds are not. I'd like like it to be a theorized roll myself. but I think Chad should roll that. I think it's a dumb idea, but I think it's what he would do. Okay. So there's no bonuses at all to the theorized move. It's just a 2d6 uh, plus. uh, So you 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 have to minus the complexity, which is five Mm -hmm. uh, for the story, and then add in the number of clues you found. So we're at evens. It's just a straight 2d6 roll. Okay. All right. I'm just gonna roll 2d6. Okay. Now it's a miss. We have in. Okay. Go ahead. I think I might have something that. is this well? This is really about quick thinking, is it? No, it's not. If it's something we could call related to quick thinking or quick moving, I could do something. It's not so much quick thinking, but you know, I'd be willing to let myself be haunted, try and take it up a notch. Partial, yeah, get it up to okay. a partial at least. So it's a correct solution, but there's an unwelcome complication to the solution or a dangerous situation to overcome before we can solve it. As a group, decide what sacrifice you must succeed in your goal. All right, so to to win the module, uh, the mystery states we have to identify the supernatural entities haunting the Whaling Museum, and we can say that it is... Since this is a success, we can say that the, the entities are the, the ghosts of the orphans that have been <laughs> killed here, or the cancer the patients army that have been of orphans, here. pissed off orphans, <laughs> and perform a cleansing ritual to get them to move on. So we haven't completed that part of it. So that could be part of the complication. We have to we have to do that part. So while we're all discussing this, I'm going to walk up and pick up a couple of the bones, tiny little femurs, I, I suspect. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just going to like start tapping them against the wall and be like, guys, these have got to be fake. There's no way these are real. These are probably just a bunch of spares they dumped in a wall while building the place. Yeah. They probably use them for like a sand pit or something for kids. And I just start snapping them in half like twigs. Yeah. Like, see, no. they break. I mean, these things are probably just made well, out of like plaster or something listen, just chucking them on the floor listen they are children's bones and i don't know if 
about you, but children's arms are surprisingly easy to break. That's true. Um, and they're usually pretty small, but... Yeah. The, and perhaps they're riddled with cancer. So, but the bones we found on the whale were a different size than those bones. They so, were adults. Yeah. yeah. Oh wait, hey, oh, okay. guys. Let me let me let me back up. I'm sorry. I just read this. It doesn't matter who rolls the theorized move, and it's not subject to any modifiers in the roll, uh, nor can it be affected by personal haunting. So you you can't bump it up. Uh, oh, okay, so I'll yeah. skip the so hunting. It is I'm just sorry. an incorrect. Yeah, we we have come to an incorrect solution. Oh man, okay. I was I had a fun haunting ready. Yep. So he so, uh, told so, you guys not orphan bones. These are load bearing bones. That's why they're <laughs> so, uh, so. So someone oh can shoot it down. Yeah, somebody can shoot it down. It's like look. It can't be pa- uh, cancer patients. The bones show no signs of any cancer treatments, and the bones are good. They're clear. There's no sign of cancer in the bones. It cannot be cancer patients. Oh it could still be orphans, but perhaps just not cancerous ones. It could still be orphans. You are correct, but just not cancerous ones. Thanks, man. That that makes me feel better. You know, like, perhaps I, it's like we're taking them all on a field trip, and like little Timmy just happens to get lost this time around. And put no did you know these kids? Did you know Timmy? Dude, was it you? Did you do this? I made up a name. I assume that he one is Timmy. Move. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Steve was the murderer all along. Steve is the Brindlewood Bay <laughs> orphan chopper. It's amazing he did it while he was still working with us back home. Well, it was his aunt that told us to come here. I mean, how do we know? Maybe he just lured us all here to kill us all. Hmm. Listen, Steve. I mean, I assume you guys are orphans, right? I am not an orphan. And my parents I- are reverse orphans. What? <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right. God, I really need a new job. We still need to find where these bones are getting cleaned. Oh, because you're dead. Okay. Uh, Let's move on from this. And I just, I just kind of, I just kind of put the broken pieces of plaster back on the wall, and just kind of push up that display case to cover all the bones again. It's like nothing ever got done. Like lay one bone outside of it to sort of prop the wall up. (laughs) Yeah. The load bearing femur. The load bearing femur. Move on from this this area. It, it yes. disturbs me. It disturbs. Yes. Oh, do with the crow's nest. Okay. Okay. All right. Location. Time. I want to ride the Dalton now. It's fine. We'll go. <laughs> Is Chad still firing seawater out of his face? Yes. <laughs> I find it quite relaxing now, like a sleep machine. It's like a white noise machine. Yes. <laughs> So even I'm not aware of it. So like every time I'm talking, there's just yeah, to see water. Garble, garble, garble. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, there's a serial orphan killer. Maybe that's why we don't uh, we didn't we didn't come up with a valid guess as to right, what was going right. on because we can't fucking understand anything Chad said. No, no. Once again, <laughs> the rest of you see just plain old Chad talking. I'm the medium who's saying this. Oh, oh, it's okay. just you that's uh, It's just me. Yeah. Oh. oh, well. Gotcha. It's exciting. <laughs> Who has the location? Oh, no. I, re- I, read I do. Wrong. The rest of you would all see the seawater, just not Chad. 
Okay, cool. Great. Nice. I'm clueless, which is exactly the way it should be. Yeah. Uh, why can't I open it, though? Because it's wet. Chad is... Oh, there it is. Okay, it's already open. All right. So we're moving on to a new location. Mm-hmm. Ah, the Base. ace. Of base. Lodestar exhibit. The exhibit is dimly lit and prominently displays a figurehead of a golden angel. Glass cases around the space contain documents and planks of wood. The atmosphere changes in a subtle but noticeable way upon entering this room. Describe it. Brown. That's you. <laughs> Brown. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, but no, like but that's a, good, that's a good point. What if when we walk in this room, when you're outside the room, you see the room and it seems just normal. I mean, dimly lit, but you can see sort of the color, the amber-like color glow of, of the lamps or whatever else that are in there. But the second you walk into the room, upon entering the room, everything in the room goes grayscale. All color exits, oh. <laughs> and everything is black and white. I'm like one of the old movie stars. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeVille. This sucks. I'm wondering where the statue of a Maltese falcon might be. Ah. <laughs> well, this is not creepy at all. Okay. Yeah. That is creepy, you know, because, like, there's all these dead kids, right? There's this angel. Like, mm-hmm. I hear that Arms of an Angel song in my head. That's more like dead pets or whatever. So, like, could go either way. When it comes yeah. to orphans, like what if, like those commercials want you to adopt a pet, right? But and so orphans are like pets because you want somebody to adopt them, and these are the orphans nobody would adopt. So they so the angel them. of mercy boiled them, <laughs> boiled them in holy water. Right? St. Sebastian's hot tub of doom. Sulfuric acid. I seem to remember uh, reading a paper on uh, the worshippers of Moloch used to uh, boil children alive inside brass bowls. I wonder if maybe this figurehead is hollow and there's a way to open it. Uh, I am going to employ my sonic screwdriver, which is uh, my experimental technology. Nice, nice. Um, I roll plus science. Success! Uh, Roll the crap out of it. And it It, works on wood, no less. Well, uh, the figurehead isn't, is it wood? Uh, No, it just says uh, golden angel. Uh, Might have metal, might have metal cladding on it or something, but yeah. Yes, but it does open. (laughs) Uh, clue man. Let's have what the clue is inside. Yep. Give me just a moment. Three. What is inside? I feel like this is going to be the most fitting. A staff photo with someone's face drawn over with a skull. Ooh, ooh, nice. Okay. That does tie together nicely so far. 
Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that the staff member whose uh, face has been covered over and X'd out is uh, the missing person that we were told about. Okay. Very beginning. The, the financier. Perhaps they too were an orphan. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, and orphans aren't allowed to grow up. Dude, somebody said that. Uh, <laughs> I think someone, it was someone Obama. else. Yeah, I heard that though, so that means it's true. Mm-hmm. I heard it too, just now. Does that mean Batman's not real? It does. So someone had it out for him. With all of these skeletons, perfectly preserved, cleaned skeletons. Okay. Yeah. Right. Cancer-free skeletons. <laughs> so we have our theory now that he was an orphan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, like there's there's all these little things like attached to the different pieces of wood, right? Like, and we've already found like the secret book where there's like some little secret message hidden on each of these, right? Like every time they kill somebody, they put a little message up, but it's like hidden behind the other thing. I just want to climb stuff. Through. Perhaps we can try and uh, decipher. Yeah. I think you should climb that. Like, I'll climb and yank. Somebody else reads, right? It's a good idea. Not me, though. I don't like reading. I read. It's for nerds. It is for nerds, but, like, I respect nerds. Nerds are cool. So you want to climb the uh, planks? Yeah, I want to climb the planks, and, like, I'm assuming there's, like, probably some sort of little placard on each of them. And I just yeah. want to see if there's something just the same way there was something hidden behind that mirror. Look to see if there's hidden something hidden behind each of those. Sure. Uh, you're, I mean, it could be discovery or it could be risky. Uh, up to you. Mm, I like risky. All right. So what do you fear might happen if you fail? I mean, I'm constantly worried of climbing things <laughs> that are going to crumble and fall and lead me to my doom. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Good times. So I'll do that. And okay. And you know what I'll do? I could actually take that up because I'm underappreciated. I could add a plus one to that. Oh, it's already a critical success. It doesn't matter. It's already critical. Yeah, okay. uh, but Chuck, what additional bonus does he gain from this? Extra benefit or advantage you receive? He is going to get an extra benefit. And you were, you were climbing up this to look for a secret message. Yeah, like my thought is like there's like all these little wooden things that I'll have a little placard on. I'm thinking this person's been like, I think they probably put a little memento. Every time they kill one of these orphans, oh. like right, like I don't know, I just I get that I get this feeling. Yes, well, I not this is a draw a clue situation. Yep, absolutely. All right, uh, but let's let Chuck tell him what the the bonus he will get for something is. Uh, you right. are going to find oh, because it's a bonus or advantage, so like an item. Mm-hmm. Could be use. an item. Yeah. 
I've got like the right clue for you already. You find when you're climbing up this. Oh God. You find a skinning knife. Like a, a hunter's knife hiding up there. Very odd place for it. Great for self-defense or if you have to take over in your responsibilities in the orphan front. Does that work for you, Jeremy? Hey, man, you know, I'm happy. Hey, guys, like, what's this thing? Oh, yeah, my uncle used to call this a gelding knife. Like, it's the thing that you cut balls with. <laughs> Ooh. Why would one of those be here? Like, what would an orphan killer be? Oh. Oh, oh, my God. He didn't just kill the orphan. You're, you're, he you're took trophies. <laughs> Somebody's got a collection. Well, your I hope clue is a cease and desist letter. What is it? A cease and desist letter. <laughs> oh, God. That's coming up next. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that's your clue that you find. So. Oh, I thought you were just saying that's what we're going to get for tonight. <laughs> no. Okay. No, I mean, well, Jeremy, yes, what, what is the cease and desist letter? <laughs> I think, like, it's somebody who's trying to claim paternity for more than one kid. And, like, they've been told to stay away from the orphanage. Something along those lines. Wait a minute. Orphanage? Mm -hmm. What orphanage? Wait a minute. I don't know. This museum just went up, and yet the walls were full of bones. That can't be. This place what? must have been the orphanage. Yeah, and there was some dude who kept trying to show up, trying to claim he was the kid's dad's, and they were telling him, no, dude, you can't come here. That's not cool. Someone who We don't had care a... if you were a priest. You can't have all these children. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe uh, someone. Baseball teams have a limited number of kids on the field. You can't claim all of them. <laughs> exactly. Softball coaches need not apply. <laughs> hmm. Do we want to make a stab at it then? At the, our theory here that this used to be the orphanage. I mean, that would explain all of the bones. Yeah. But then I mean, the haunting could be either the children. Alleged haunting. Or it could be the man who is trying to claim the children. I think this is a couple could be or case. If the spirits are the spirits of the orphan children and they were never truly orphans, just one very busy man. If we find the records, perhaps in that uh, unreadable book, that will prove that he is actually the father of these poor deceased orphans that will lay their souls to rest. Oh my God. Then they that were. Or, oh my. Yeah. The book with the indecipherable language. Well, you the know history what that means. professor. He would have known how to read he it. He would have. And it would turn this from just a haunting to actual murder if we found out that those children weren't actually orphans. 
they weren't orphans until their father was murdered. <laughs> I don't even know. Dark. I don't Start even understand it. Like, Do we want to go with that as a theory? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> we just have to. So, so to complete it, we just have to know who's haunting. And then we have to put the spirits to rest. Those are the, just the two things we have to do. I, I, I think that's a workable one. Well, I mean, we certainly could roll, but I just feel like in mm. character, I don't think we're there yet. Yeah, we don't have to be. There, but there I think maybe if we can find someone to decipher the book. Yeah. I agree. Like That's the what we there must be a language specialty uh, specialist in this museum. Let's keep looking. Yeah, is there at... is there is there like a, a, a an exhibit in the museum somewhere here where they have books and Maybe writings some and partial translation documentation? Guys, documentation. You're all running around like mad people looking for specters and spookies. There's got to be paperwork. There's always a paper trail. People mess up. Serial killers, they write things down. They take notes. But there's got to be some place in here with some records that can easily I just explain to go on record all that, of this. That paperwork so was should, the first thing I looked for, and I couldn't find any. Should we, we find an NPC that is in charge of records and may can decipher this? Or do we want to yes. find a location? Oh, NPC. Yeah. Who's got the NPC there? I've got NPCs. Okay. Yo. All right. Tell us who we find. Okay. Let's see who we get. Uh, we Charlie draw McClure. a ton of spades. And I'll scroll down to the tomb. What? Okay, guys. This is what a weird, super creepy coincidence. Because it turns out the person in charge of those records is actually Sheriff Wyman Dalrymple, a local authority. What? What? The guy what? who's been keeping it out of the papers? <gasps> Dude, is that guy <laughs> double-crossed us or something? I think he has. He's probably trying to frame us. Or, you know, like, we come down here, we're a third party, we don't find anything, and then, like, you know, it's just, look at that, there's nothing to see. Well, the only course of action now is for to me for me to go and seduce him. Totally, and get the information out of him. Okay, to do a confession out of him. Yeah, yes. Like I don't want to make this weird or nothing, but like I know when somebody wants to get me in the mood, like a big ketamine always does it. I have some on hand. Dose that son of a bitch. (laughs) Give him a macro dose. (laughs) Macro, micro. I don't know. Yeah, that would be a backpack item, giving you an advantage to a roll. All right, the old lady in the red shirt, go after it. We are a great investigative team. I think yeah. I'm way past break time. Do, do we just get to go try and seduce the sheriff? I think Lady. Well, where uh, is the sheriff? All over that. Surely the sheriff is at a location, wouldn't he be? Sure. Oh, let's go find the sheriff. Let's go find him. He's in this museum somewhere. After all, the sheriff's station is built into the museum. Okay. There's a gift <laughs> shop. Gift shop is also going to have a snack place. They probably have donuts. Dude, lace that oh. donut with ketamine. Right? That is it. And we're that looking for it. a cook who boils things. 
Before I get to the point where I'm going to seduce him, I will need a few moments for a little seance to myself. I have a special ability where I have an item that never goes away, and it is a bag of orphan's teeth that I can use to read the future. And I will read how to best seduce this man of the law. All right, well, let's find a safe place for you to do that first. Onward. All right, a seven. (laughs) Fuck me. (laughs) The gift shop. (laughs) (laughs) The gift shop is full of knickknacks and tchotchkes with some local memorabilia and jigsaw puzzles shelved throughout. A close friend or significant other back home will love something you find in the shop. What is it? Purchase it and add it to your backpack. Nice. <laughs> what, what did you pick up there? Uh, do we all get to do that? It's the person who has the deck, but we can all do it. Good I would Lord, think. what would I pick out of the gift shop? Um Uh, I think, you know what I would pick out of the gift shop? Honestly, I would pick like a hoodie or something with the logo of the museum on it so I can cover my work-issued T-shirt with our logo on it so people don't know I work for this company when I leave here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look, a plushy haggard sea captain. So this is a nautical-themed museum, correct? Yeah. Very well. I shall find and purchase a box of nautical-themed pregnancy tests. <laughs> it shall help me keep any unwanted children away. Nice. They're all in the shape of... I assume, they are. I, I assume that there's like a foam sword or something like that here, or like a whailer's harpoon. <laughs> oh, God. Why would anybody want to... The novelty, you know, harpoon or whatever. I just, I just find a a really nice special edition of Moby Dick because that was my dad's favorite book. Oh, look! They've got little miniatures of that great whale skeleton. I will take this in honor of Chad not dying beneath its bulk. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't die too. <laughs> All right, Lady Gigi, you were going to do a seance for yourself? Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I am going to use my seancey abilities. Um, so this will be an intuition test. And since I'm using my orphan's teeth as my tool of the trade, I get advantage. What does having advantage mean? So on the sheet, um, where it says uh, oh, I see it. I gotcha. roll mode, just click there, and it will take the two highest of the 3d6 that will roll. Okay. This is intuition. Got a 12. Oh All right. Two clues. All right. Uh, so clue person, give us two, and let's have Chuck weave it into his uh, right. spooky. <laughs> let's see what we got. Five and eight. We're at nine clues right now. 
well, since this kind of correlates with another clue here, we'll have a note from a loan shark to George warning him to pay up or else. Uh, the orphan's teeth have not necessarily guided me in the best direction of seducing an underpaid local sheriff, but they have guided me to another piece of paper hidden beneath the puzzle display. And I'll throw it at one of you nerds to read it. <laughs> All right, I got uh, somebody else get that. <laughs> and what is my second clue? Uh, uh, rumors about the strange and untimely death of the previous museum owner. <laughs> <laughs> he the 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 spirits of cephalopods past whisper to me what do they whisper to me they whisper it's rumors of his strange death he was covered in small human bite marks <laughs> cannibal orphans cannibal are there any other it's just so a matter of time before they go feral. <laughs> All right. Okay, Dennis is in the background with his cell phone out, just like live streaming all of this, talking of to his his Twitch fans. Like, ah, this is hour two and a half of this shit. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> All right, so we're in the gift shop. The sheriff is here, who apparently also moonlights at the museum. <laughs> I was looking up charities for helping orphans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is brought to you by Love Without Boundaries. Oh. <laughs> the Orphan oh, Charity. I wanted one with the funny name, but you, my friends, are going to jail. What's going Somebody on? Please now? post a link in chat for lovewithoutboundaries.org. I don't know what it is, but it's great. All right, like and subscribe. Make sure you sub- subscribe, everybody. I'm still my dog is my objecting to this. <laughs> Oh, there it is. <laughs> it's really real. I, well, I'm lost. I found clues. I did not find how to seduce the officer. I mean, come on, Gigi. You got this. You got Just, your feminine wiles. Like you say, wink. You get wink. a donut. And you get ketamine. Yeah, you just <laughs> do that thing that you do. <laughs> do ketamine say wink then profit <laughs> how can this go wrong I believe right. in you lady Gigi rather to more specifically quote another movie just do that voodoo that you do oh so well or, whoa lady Gigi yes. do you need a wingman what if I get him doped up first talk you up a little bit and then you come in that could work. 
that could right work. then you're not all like aggressive like you're kind of the you know you were sitting there all classy and shit i bring him to you that could work sometimes when i have to go in without a wingman i can get a little aggressive and it can sometimes scare people off the last potential husband I tried to snag did not respond well when I burst into his trailer and screamed, Ah, give me that meat! <laughs> <laughs> it did not go well. Security escorted me out. I've got a better idea and way more practical here. Okay. Somebody's done something wrong. I don't believe all this mumbo jumbo, but somebody's definitely done something fucky. How about you guys just get him to hit on Gigi and I just film it with my phone? And then we can just tell him he has to tell us what's going on or we release the video. We, he tells us the information or I put it on my OnlyFans. Oh, that is so many words I never wanted to hear. It's <laughs> onlyfans.com slash give me that meat. <laughs> <laughs> onlyfans.com slash nom nom nom. <laughs> okay. Someone else say words so I can stop. Okay, I feel like you had like a risky move at this point. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is definitely yeah, a risky move. Definitely a risky move. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know who wants to roll. Like, Dennis is willing to bring out the phone. I'm willing to go play wingman and like give dope to a cop, which is like totally cool. No big deal. I thought that's why we were putting it in the donuts. Right. Yes, good point. Don't put the ketamine on the donut in front of the cop. You're so smart. <laughs> uh, yes. Good point. Very well. We'll do this in stages. You go and... Well, I guess we have to find him first. Well, he's uh, here in the gift shop. So... Okay. K-hole that donut. K-hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a, a risky move, Chad. So what, what could go I'll wrong? Distract him while you give him the ketamine. Okay. Well, I got something I want to let you all know. I'm a coffee runner, and I'm skilled at quick thinking and quick moving when I need to be. And once per turn... If I need to do something that requires like myself being all dexterous and quick or maybe having some quick thinking, I find a way to peel the top layer of frosting just right and then squirt a thin layer of ketamine underneath it and just pop that shit right back on. Boom. K-hole. Bitches, because the donut's got a hole. <laughs> oh, man. All right. And so with my coffee runner, using my quick thinking and quick moving... Once per turn, I can take automatically a 12-plus on that roll. Oh, shit. Dang. Okay, <laughs> I love that I use Coffee Runner on a yep. donut-related move. Well, since Steve <laughs> was trying to... who Steve was trying to help, right? I uh, volunteered to... No, no, Perry was. 
You were okay. So, so what uh, advantage uh, does he get on top of getting what he was trying to do? Uh, The sheriff won't be looking because I'll be uh, parked up beside the sheriff saying, Hey, sheriff, how's it going? (laughs) Sheriff's looking at his coffee. He's looking at you, he's looking at his coffee, kind of clears his eyes. Very distracting. Now give him the All right. Well, yeah. Whoa. Nice coffee yeah. you got there. Yep. See ya. Then I'll leave. Hey, man, you are like a local respected man of the law, and that's great. And like, we want to say thank you to you for all that you do. Here's a donut, man. Look like the best of us up there. You're the coolest dude here. You should have this, man. He takes the donut and he's like, "Did did you just see a ah <sighs> oh, pink frosting? My favorite, dude." I looked at you and I was like, "That is one masculine motherfucker who is assured of himself that would eat the pink donut every time." Like me myself, I would feel my self confidence go down a little bit, but you with those broad shoulders, dude, you got it. You're swole, bro. Do hey. you lift? Watch your language, you out-of-towner. There used to be children around here. <laughs> Ouch! Does he eat the donut? <laughs> Oh, of course he eats the donut. With the 12 plus, of course he eats the donut. Fantastic. <laughs> Gigi, I got, I got the video going. You get in there and do your whatever the hell it is you think you're going to do. I've kind of <laughs> forgotten what my original goal was. I Just I make it right. touch inappropriately. I thought no, I was going, we were meat. getting him drugged. So I could go in and get him to confess to something. So Well, no, you're going you're gonna to get him to touch you. And no, then I'm going to blackmail him with the video. We were originally getting him to tell us how to read the book. That's <laughs> it. Because he's list the historian. And we looked at yeah. that's right. he's the historian. that was the one who was in charge of the records. And it was him. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's got some weird tie to this on top of being the sheriff. Yeah. He's yes. also one that has ties to the records to this place. So, so, so I got two thoughts. I got yes. two th- Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chuck. I was going to say, so then I would go in. And I would apply my charm, wink, and then when he is good and intoxicated on both my charm and the donuts, I'll say, hey, read this here book, you big old gun-wielding nerd, and then we'll have our information. Okay. So I was going to suggest we can either do this as trying to get another clue uh, maybe this is a risky move for Gigi, but rolling with advantage since he's high on the ketamine. And or my we could, co- yeah. <laughs> or we could turn this into a theorized scene where we're trying to get him to confess because we think he's the one that's been doing it. We know who the spirits are, and if he confesses, it will lay them all to rest. I I do like the sound of that myself. Let's. Do it. We did kind of right. lean into him also being the, the guy. 
<laughs> get so, so we'll let Lady Gigi roll this. So it's going to be 2d6. Uh, so hold on. So it'll be minus 5, but plus 9. So you'll end up with a plus 4. So 2d6 plus 4. Nothing else can modify it. Let's see two what happens. 2d6 plus 4. 8. Okay. Now we're supposed so to roll that the is no, this is a theorized nope. test. This is a theorized roll. Oh, okay. So, um, what is it? Is it seven through nine is partial? Uh, yes. Yeah. So it's the correct solution, but there's an unwelcome complication to the solution or a dangerous situation to overcome before solving. So as a group, we decide. So maybe he, he does confess because of the ketamine, but then he realizes he's confessing, and so he draws his gun. Prepares to kill us all, whether we're orphans or not. Not me, <laughs> dude. I have a dad. He is very disappointed in me, but I still have a family. I as well have a very disappointed father. Finally, someone <laughs> to put me out of my misery. <laughs> I know how we're going to defeat the sheriff. We fight as I bravely throw my novelty. Harpoon at him. <laughs> oh, that works. Why don't we do it as a risky move? Take advantage because we're all tackling him. Yep. Uh, I have no points in vigor, but that's okay. Wow. There you go. Ten. That's a success. Okay, so as a group, narrate how we solve this. So how does this look? Uh, why don't you start off, Steve, as you hurl your harpoon? As I, I assume he's like going for his gun, I'm basically just going for like his hand to knock it out of his hand with the, the harpoon. At least that, that'll be my, my uh, contribution to the action here. <laughs> okay, so let, let's, keep, let's keep on from there. So the harpoon goes... Uh, does it hit the gun out of his hand, or does it impale his hand? Uh, I, I said it was going to be made out of foam early on, so I figure it just like knocks it out knocks of his hand. All right, Chuck, add on to that. He has been disarmed, and I, being a master... Oh, man, what am I going to do? When in doubt... Pocket teeth. I throw my orphan's teeth at his face. <laughs> they start to bite. <laughs> so he's he's down his gun. He's blinded by the orphan's teeth. Uh, Jeremy, what else? Just like it's okay, man. Like you, you got a lot of years left, man. Just sit down, calm down, you know. And just Chad will kind of be behind him, <coughs> doing like a half Nelson. And then hugging with the other arm. It's okay. <laughs> oh my god, you could have really stinky hair. <laughs> oh god. But like, man, it's okay. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Like there's people that can help you. You got a chance. <laughs> oh my god, you reek. Oh god. Well, please stop. It's the same smell that permeates the uh bed and breakfast that we couldn't pinpoint. <laughs> oh, I should Eddie, you add something to the it. eye with my Pregnancy. Add something to it. All right. Um, what was that knife we found earlier? It was a. Uh, oh yeah, I got that gelding knife. It probably fell out of my pocket while I'm wrestling with this guy. Yeah. So when his gun hits the floor, it goes off, and uh, 
it's pointed upwards and takes one of his balls with it. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That's, that's he just he just sinks like a sack of potatoes with with your oh. arms still around him in a headlock. <laughs> um, since Jake is the ghost leaf one, we'll leave Jake to last, so he can kind of describe how the souls are freed or left to rest. So, but I'm going to say, uh, so my scientist is. Uh, uh, he has uh, the lighting system for all the cases in the gift shop. And while this has all been going on, he's been stripping off some wires. He's got two prongs locked. And so all this is all going down. And Chad strangles him. The gun goes off, blowing his balls off. He just electrocutes him. Just shoves those two prongs into his back. Um, and Jake, how, how do the spirits get laid to rest? Uh, the bony arm clamped around your wrist comes free and latches around the sheriff's throat yeah. and materializing around the arm is the, is the history professor. And behind him is the, the last orphan of the old orphanage who is the missing staff member of the museum. And all the ghosts of the orphans come out of the walls and bite down on the sheriff. And then they just drag him into the indecipherable book, which slams shut. Nice. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay, case closed. I think we all just kind of look around and like we just whistle as we nonchalantly walk out of the museum. Nothing happened here. Yeah, I'm just going to take this book and uh, hide it. Another day. Dude, we've got a full paid week here. We did this shit. We do. Day. Absolutely. Yeah, let's go visit uh, your great aunt. We'll yeah, uh, have a nice... Uh, vacation if i remember constance right she'll have lines of coke ready for us i need me a hawaiian shirt let's go have ourselves a coke and ketamine party sounds great (laughs) teach my dad kick Uh, me out of the force (laughs) (laughs) as the theme song for paranormal ink plays in the background as we start our vacation so all right guys (laughs) (laughs) Landed <laughs> there. Um, actually, let's let's uh, we got a few minutes. Let's talk about this real quick. So, the biggest difference between this and Brindlewood Bay um, is well, it's shorter for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no overlying mega plot like uh, Brindlewood Bay has, mm-hmm. but uh, the drawing of the cards to make it GMless. What did you guys think about that? I kind of like that. Yeah, it it took a little, cool. yeah. Yeah, it took a little bit to kind of get my head around it because, you know, we're so used to narrating what they find and and mm-hmm. it, it, having the card come out and say, this is what you find, and then us having to make sense. It took me a little bit to get adjusted, mm-hmm. but then once I did, it was it was fun being able to. Yeah. Like finding ways like the, to get uh, connected. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like the, the oh, idea yeah. of the personal hauntings. How they work mm-hmm. in because I did not understand how those were supposed to work the first time I brought it up, but after mm-hmm. like a couple other people bringing theirs up, it it clicks now. Like how that oh, mechanic man. is supposed to work, and I kind of like it. I was waiting like, for a chance to do more personal hauntings. Like as I was reading through those, I was like, "Oh man, that really helps you make your character as the the show goes along." Absolutely, yeah. I think it's a it, it's a it's an improv game that gives you. It gives you uh, talking points. So, like when you get a clue, you like uh, like you were saying, Chuck, you have to make it uh, weave it into the story that you've been telling. Yeah. 
uh, and going from there. I mean, I did like it. Uh, I mean, first time we've ran it, so a little shaky at first. Um, but I, yeah, I think if we did this more, uh, it would become a very almost, 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 almost like a pure storytelling experience where, like, yeah. you give it the character, yeah. take the prompts, and go with it. Uh, maybe have the yeah. card reading like in the background, so you know how to weave it into what your part of the story is. Um, yeah, the Longshot GM. It is a, it is a role playing game that uses a standard deck of cards broken out into suits, so diamonds, hearts, clubs, spades, and uh, each <clears throat> sub deck uh, is like the clue deck. Tells you what kind of clue you find, <clears throat> and the clues, the locations, the NPCs, and the paranormal effects. Uh, those lists are all dependent on the module that you played. So the module we played was what was it called? Um, a return to the whaling. Another night at the whaling museum. Another night. Another night at the whaling museum. Right. So uh, the particular cards and what the faces mean are specific to the module you play, so that it does have you know has cohesion uh, within the module. So I like that. I like that's how you you know it's one page describing the the beginning instance and what you need to do, what your goal is to finish the game. Um, yeah, I mean, I like it. I think it's yeah, pretty cool. Agreed. <sighs> okay, guys. Uh, well, that was uh, Paranormal Inc. Uh, it's available on Drive Through RPG. It is a Brindlewood Bay hack using a subset of the Powered by the Apocalypse rules. And Chuck, what do you got going on? Oh. Beginning of a new week coming up. Saturday. It's Saturday right now. So um, next DOK stream is going to be Wednesday night. We're going to be getting back to our alien campaign, All Fear the Ishtar. Uh, Friday, we'll be back into our Dungeon Crawl Classics Dead Sun campaign in the proper. Uh, we took a slight diversion for on Friday night for a little Halloween episode. Um, and then... So we got the next Saturday. Next Saturday, we're going to be hopefully as long as everyone's recovered. Adam is ill right now. Uh, we should be getting back to uh, oh, what's the name of that game? Kingdom Death Monster. Kingdom Death. Yeah. So you'll get to watch Jeremy, Dan, myself, Mike, and Adam sit around his dining room table and play some Kingdom Death Monster. That's next Saturday on Grim and Perilous Plays, I think. We might be on their YouTube. I don't know. <laughs> Jeremy, tell us about this Patreon that you have part in. Yeah, man. Aaron reads on Patreon. You got comics, maps, tokens, RPG assets. It's cool. Check it out. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, <clears throat> for the next week for Steam Steel Murder, um, I'm not exactly sure what all we're doing, but a lot of Halloween one shots. I may do something Monday night if I can find players, but definitely Tuesday we're going to be playing Fear Effect. Very simple game based on, um, oh, I can't, uh, oh, shoot. What was the 1970s sci-fi game we played not too long ago? Oh, oh God, that was wild. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's, it's that system. <laughs> yeah. Mm, cannot think of the name of it, but uh, yeah, Fear, Fear Effect. It's uh, kind of cut down rules from that. It's going to be Tuesday, Friday. Uh, might do some Call of Cthulhu. Uh, and then next Saturday, uh, probably some Call of Cthulhu. Just round out the whole week with some Halloween goodness. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it, guys. If you want to hang around, we're going to raid the official Goodman Games, who we got kicked off of tonight. Because uh, <laughs> we're classy. 
We are. Yes. They're lost. That's exactly what we're going to do. Uh, they don't get. Yeah. They were probably tamer than we would have been tonight. Oh, by far. <laughs> oh, definitely tamer. Yes. Say goodbye, yeah. everybody. We'll go to goodbye, the everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, goodbye everybody. <laughs> Let's go tell Goodman Games about our K holes. <laughs> yeah. And the pink donut. Hehehehe. <laughs>